Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. In 60 minutes, Stephanie Reddy's going to drop by. She's fantastic on basketball for NBA TV, the NBA on TNT. More free agency dominoes are falling. Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul, among others, are on the move in NBA trades as we speak. That's in 60 minutes. We'll have more of your free-for-all Friday phone calls a little bit later this hour. And joining us now, as promised, a guy with an exciting resume who is headed to an exciting event. Torrey Holt is a seven-time NFL Pro Bowler. He is a Super Bowl champion. With the NC State Wolfpack, he was an All-American. With his brother Terrence, he helps run... Holt Brothers Incorporated, so they're part of our business community. They're part of our charitable community. I know one of the recent projects is the new student center at North Carolina Central University. This guy's so versatile, he's even a good TV analyst for the NFL Network when he's not being inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame, an honor that will become official a little bit later this year. Congratulations on that, Tory Holt, and welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate that, and thanks for all the um, thanks for all the kind words, man. I, I greatly appreciate it. I definitely, I definitely have a full life, you know, <laughs> yeah, no. that's for sure. But I'm uh, I'm doing things, and I'm fortunate to be able to do things that I enjoy doing. I just it's funny. I just came back from I was in um, in New York the last couple of days at our NFL Legends training, yeah, uh, Legends community training. Um, as uh, so, so I just joined the Legends community as a coordinator, just trying to. Uh, to get the good word out to our former and current players about all of the benefits and everything that's established for them post career uh, and while and while they're playing, so um, so I'm doing that, man. Like you said, and my brother and I are in business, so yeah, I got got quite a few things <laughs> going on, but uh, but I'm blessed to be able to do it. I pre- he is a, he is a renaissance man. Follow him on Twitter, <laughs> where he tweets about a lot of the things he just mentioned. It is a creative handle. Remember, it's at Big Game Eighty One. Former right Wolfpack star Tory Holt joining us on the David Glenn Show. So a week from today, you're going to the Pigskin Preview at the Embassy yeah. Suites in Cary. I'll ask you more about that in a second. But let's just glance back. I know it's not new news right now, but what is it like to either recognize a phone number or at some point realize that the incoming phone call is to inform you that you are headed into the College Football Hall of Fame? That's just crazy. Yeah, now, you know what? That was uh, so refreshing. And I think even I, I started my presser uh, at, NC, at, at NC State, I said, about freaking time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, it was uh, it, it was really, I, I, it felt, I felt so good. I had so many ranges of emotions. Um, it took me all the way back from when I was in, um, in elementary school with Jane Smith would drive us around to our, our games uh, in, in, uh, in Pop Warner. And everybody being in the van and going and talking football and having fun. And, and then all the way up to high school with, with Coach Vaughn and, and Tommy Grace. And I, mean, I had all those members in, yeah. in prep school, David went to prep school, right. Coach Freeman and his staff, and then the NC State and the pro. I mean, I had all of those things just flare up at one time. And, uh, but it felt good. It felt good to be able to, to ride those waves of emotions. Uh, and I'm still riding those waves of emotions. Uh, so it feels good, and, I, and I'm so thoroughly thankful. And I said this too: I'm so thoroughly thankful for the coaches that I had an opportunity to play for and to be coached under, uh, my teammates that that drove me and pushed me and encouraged me uh, to be the best that I could be in my position. So all of those, Miss Donna, oh my God, so, so just a, a plethora of emotions, uh, Dave. But really thankful to be representing North Carolina State. Uh, football program guys like Mike Quick that came before yeah. me, Eddie Goins, um, I mean Nasworth, and uh, so 
many great receivers at NC State. I get an opportunity to represent us now in the, in the College Football Hall of Fame. It's funny because I'm a little closer to your age bracket, whereas some members of my staff think of you as a businessman and a charity guy and a broadcaster <laughs> uh, and, of course, you know, a Rams guy. I actually remember you at Eastern Guilford High School in Gibsonville. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you mentioned prep school. You were I know you didn't have big numbers, but people thought of you as a star at Hargrave Military Academy. And then, of course, everybody knows you from the NC State days. Since you're heading to the Pinkskin Preview one week from today, and for those who don't know, Dave Doran of uh, – Co- of, of Tory Holtz Wolfpack will be the one of the featured speakers. Mac Brown will be there, Coach David Cutcliffe of Duke, Mike Houston of ECU, Trey Oliver of NC Central. If my calendar is right, and let's just emphasize, Mac Brown is way older than either me or Tory, Tory Holt. But yeah. what wasn't he like in the middle of building Carolina? His first tenure, while you were this up-and-coming superstar, now we all know which school you picked, but uh, as, as Mac is a featured speaker and as you'll be there a week from today, what can you tell us about, did you guys even cross paths in the mid-1990s as you were on the recruiting trail? Yeah, we, we, we did. You know, when I was, and, and, and I've said this, told the story plenty of times before, and I'm, and I'm sure our listeners may or may not have heard it, but uh, initially, that's why I was going to U. I wanted to go to UNC and play football. I wanted to go to UNC and play football because of one of the reasons, because of Mac Brown um, and the job that he did recruited. And then at the time, and like you said, in the '90s, I mean, he was he, they were blowing it out. Yeah. I mean, it was it was it was Carolina football. Um, and uh, so I, I, went, I came down for a visit, but I didn't I didn't qualify academically. Uh, but but NC State and Carolina and other schools that were recruiting me, particularly NC State, said, "Hey, you look." I understand you don't qualify academically. We really like you. There's an interest in you. You know, there was an interest in my family, all those things. I went over to I went to Hargrave Military Academy um, in NC State, rolled with me all the way through. And, I, you know, and it was so fun. I never did hear from Carolina. When, hmm. when I didn't get my scores, Dave, when yeah. I didn't get my scores, I never heard anything from them. It was, it was the most bizarre thing ever. And, uh, oh, you got to bust Max Chops a week from today, I, man. I have, I have, <laughs> I, I have, and I, and I will again. I, I, I constantly, re, I, I, my, my goal is to constantly remind him <laughs> of what he created. <laughs> but, uh, but, 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 a, but a terrific coach. Um, it's, it's really good to see that he's back in the ACC, being back in coaching. Period. He seems to be energetic. Um, he's back over in Carolina. He's, I listened to his presser the other day, or interview with him the other day, and he talked about wanting to win the state. That's something that Coach Dave Dorn has clearly done. Yeah. He's taken over the state uh, in a tremendous way. So, how Wolves. Um, but Mac understands you've got to win the state to give yourself a chance to win ball games here at home and when you go out of state. So, uh, that's a big challenge, but it's good to have him back in the game. Um, I think the robberies will continue. I think it'll heat up. Um, obviously, uh, uh, Cutcliffe and what he does over at Duke, Duke, they, they're going to constantly. You know, you, that's one thing about Cutcliffe's teams; they yeah. coach well, so they're going to they're going to they're going to compete throughout the entire season, regardless of the talent that they have. And when we coach well, they're going to compete. So there's a lot of good things to uh, to look forward to in the ACC this year. And they we're starting our own networks. Yeah, we were talking about incredible, yep. an incredible year. August 22nd, the ACC Network launches. There's going to be a lot to talk about a week from today. Let me throw the website out there one more time. NFF, that's for National Football Foundation, nffbillduallychapter.org. What does that mean? Well, that gives you the details. That allows you to register 
for the yeah. 17th annual Bill Dooley Pigskin Preview next Friday, Embassy Suites in Cary. It is a whole bunch of fun. It's not like I, I've seen it. It's not like, you know, stale canned speeches. Like these guys goof around with each other. Yeah. Jeff Gravely's a great MC. I don't know how many times you've been there, Tori, but how would you describe the atmosphere for those who are wondering about, you know, getting a table or otherwise purchasing a ticket? Yeah, I, I would strongly recommend that you do that. I think it's a it's a great time. It's, it's good to see the coaches outside of the, the sidelines and and seeing how they interact with each other. And as you mentioned, uh, poke fun at one another. You know, all, all those all those things that 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 that, co- that coaches that players do. Uh, but once you know they get on the sidelines, it's it's, it's a competitive yeah. spirit. But I thoroughly enjoy. This is my second year attending, um, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. I like. I like hearing the coaches uh, speak. Uh, they're, they're recognized in high school football players, and then Coach uh, Coach Dooley and the job that that he did to to establish this yeah. is incredible. I don't know if those, our listeners know, and some probably do know, he's the winningest coach in the Atlantic Coast Conference history. Um, so his his legend continues, and he's doing it through athletics. And we got a great group of uh, uh, high school athletes they, that's going to be recognized, cool. and, and 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 that tells us and tells our listeners that our game is in a good space our game is in a good space athletically and academically and this is a way for us to highlight that this Tor- event here does Tory holtz that. joining us follow him on twitter at big game 81 again the big event is a week from today all of the coaches step to the podium they do of course talk about the upcoming season uh, but my guy, Jeff Gravely from WRL-TV, he comes up with some great questions. Like, I remember yeah, one year does. it was, what was the first car you've ever had? And that could either yeah. be, a, you know, either those guys are going to take that and run with it or it's going to be a dud, and Jeff doesn't pick many duds. But y- you learn about these coaches as human beings, and you get the preseason preview that you expect. Tori Holt will be there among the attendees as well. One of my favorite qualities that you have personally, and it's come across, comes across every time you visit us, you're just genuine and you're, on, you're authentic and you're real, and, and that's as a businessman and a charitable guy and all the rest. Not many people would have volunteered what you mentioned earlier in this conversation, that you did not qualify out of high school. And the reason I bring it up, Tori, and I don't know if you see this in our communities as well, a lot of kids beat themselves up when they don't reach this this bar or somebody tells them this is not enough, right? You clearly... Uh, were, were inspired somehow, and, and you're willing to tell your story. Do you see that? You know, like some kids are just too full of themselves and need to be knocked down a couple <laughs> notches. But there's a lot of kids who, when they meet the adversity you described, go in the opposite direction that you turned out to go. Yeah, I mean, I said, you know, I coach high school football the last four years, so right. I, I saw it every year. I dealt with it every day. And our message was, and I told my story to the guys. Look, I didn't qualify academically, but I didn't stop. Yeah. I didn't stop there. Uh, fortunately, I was able to go on to Hargrave Military Academy and get things together. All I needed was some direction. I just yeah. needed some direction, some reinsurance that I was good at those, good at certain things academically, and 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 and, and I took it from there. So um, our message, and I, when Dwayne Washington was our head coach, and now Coach Coach Clark is the same message. You got to you got to show and prove in the classroom. The, the sports and all that to take care of itself because you're passionate about it. You're passionate about football. You're passionate about basketball, baseball, whatever sport it is that you're playing for our young folks that are listening, whatever sport it is you're playing, you're passionate about that. that your, your, your natural ability is going to come out. But if you don't have the grades, if you're not focused there, it, none, of it, none of it matters. And I was close to not getting a chance yeah. to 
fulfill my dream as a as a as a collegiate athlete and a professional athlete because I was I I was too stubborn and too full of myself to take time out to read and to study and get my and get my academics together. Fortunately, Hargrave gave me the discipline, uh, gave me the direction to get it together. And, uh, and and it kind of the rest is history. So and I say this too, Dave. I, I tell folks, it's nothing wrong to continuing to use these military academies. Yeah. Your kid, your daughter, or son needs an extra year of maturity. Those places provide that, and it's a good thing for the kids. It's just getting the kid to understand that it's a process. Enjoy the process. You don't have to be in such a rush. Enjoy the process. Let things happen naturally, but take care of your business, and that starts with the academics. I love it. I mean, I, I've seen Tori Holt coach his daughter, who's uh, roughly the same age as my daughter, and they're in the same soccer league. And and you just have a passion and an energy, and and you know, oh, tough, I coach the mess out of them. Tough love and all of that, and clearly you're doing that as a you know a high school football coach, and with your words here in the community. Uh, if you want to know how his story turned out, by the way, it's not just Super Bowl champion, seven-time Pro Bowler. Learn more about Holt Brothers Incorporated, what he and Terrence have put together as businessmen and in our community. The new student center at NC Central. Uh, will be a product in part of Holt Brothers Incorporated. I know you're a sports fan even beyond football as you head to next Friday's pigskin preview. I noticed because I follow you on Twitter, you were sort of cheering on the St. Louis Blues. Now, if I remember correctly, we all know you played for the St. Louis Rams. Of course, the Rams aren't there anymore. But you grew up in a state that didn't have our own hockey team yet. So did, did you just fall in love with the Blues while you were there and there's still a connection all these years later? Yeah, it is. It's still a connection all these years later. And I used to go to Blues games. I used to be right down on the ice and seeing Keith Tuchuk and all those guys, Pronger. Uh, Pronger was the biggest guy. He yes. was one of the biggest humans I've ever seen. Huge. I've never seen a guy. Scary. And I'm sure there's bigger players now on the ice now that's that size. I'm sure it is. But for me, for the first time, my first introduction to hockey, I'd never seen a guy on skates that big and that skilled and that talented. And then Keith, you know, was just a tough, badass yeah. guy. So. I, I was introduced to hockey the right way, I would say, because the tradition of hockey in St. Louis is, is just great. Uh, we have some of the greatest sports fans in the city of St. Louis, period. But I had a great introduction to hockey, and I, and I fell in love with the Blues from that, that, from, uh, from that time on, and I always support them. Now, do I watch every game? No, I do not. Yeah. But you see me time to time uh, retweeting or tweeting out things uh, about the team, so I follow them. So there's a there's a respect and admiration for how that organization has 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 ran over the years, and it's so good now to be able to put a stamp uh, on their legacy with bringing a, uh, a a championship back to the city of St. Louis. So we got a championship in the city of St. Louis has a championship in hockey, yeah. baseball, and football. Incredible you, city, man. Yeah, and you know the old saying, you never forget your first time in a lot of different contexts. Yep. You know, the, the Canes had theirs in 06. The St. Louis Blues waited 50 or so years, I think it was. 50, I think it was 56, I think it is. Something in that neighborhood. That's a long yeah. time. Some of those older oh. fans truly waited a lifetime to see the Stanley Cup get raised there. Uh, as a champion yourself, Super Bowl and otherwise, I saw you tweet about the U.S. women's national team at yep. the uh, Women's World Cup. What was it about their story that just energized you as a former athlete and competitor? Well, I, I just love the uh, I love their passion. You, you, you speak about you speak to me about my passion. You can see their passion yep. for the game of, of, of soccer, uh, both on the field and outside of the football field. You know, obviously the social issues came up with this this U.S. women's team, but. I think it's conversations that need to be had. Um, so, and, and they've and they've done it in a, in a respectable way. And 
and when you're and when you're winning and how they went, they they have consistently uh, won won games. They are that we see the women's women's national team as winners, and they've consistently done it. And I was telling my wife last night, I was telling the girls, they have to continue to ride this wave if they want to see change in some of the things that they're asking for. Uh, but winning helps with that. And I have two girls, and my girls play uh, for the for the NCFC yeah. uh, team here, uh, academy team here, and uh, so. I'm just I'm in, I'm invested in in women's soccer, um, and I love the way they compete. Um, again, I love the things that they stand for. I got two young, smart, talented, strong young black female daughters that I'm ra- that I'm raising that yeah. love so- that love soccer and that are into it. Um, so uh, I'm I'm all about uh, helping them and trying to give them the tools that they need to to succeed at their at their sport. And I love the fact that they got young women like Rapino and and Morgan and those girls and. And, and, and encourage girls that play here, um, that play on the team, uh, to, to be able to see them uh, play hard and also advocate for, for, women cha- for women's rights, I think is great, man. Last thing for Tory Holt, you can find him a week from today at the 17th annual Bill Dooley Pigskin Preview. Mac Brown, David Cutcliffe, Dave Doran, Mike Houston of ECU, Trey Oliver of NC Central. The website, one more time, nffbilldooleychapter.org. Everybody remembers you, of course, as the St. Louis Rams guy. At the very end of your career, you did wear at least one other uniform, maybe two. I saw you tweet your well wishes to Kemba Walker, who, of course, had only worn the Charlotte Hornets uniform here in our statewide audience uh, at the pro level. What were your thoughts when you sent those well wishes? Because... And it, it just, I know y'all make a lot of money in many cases as pro athletes, but you're human beings as well. And whereas a huge chunk of our state was just happy for Kemba and believe he deserves to play for a, you know, a competitor, et cetera. There's yeah. always that chunk that curses the athlete on his way out the door, no matter how many years of dedicated service he gave, right? I don't think you got that when you played for the Jaguars. I don't remember St. Louis fans doing that to you, but what were your thoughts along those lines? No, I, I don't. And I don't think Kimba deserves that at all. I right. think he deserves a a, um, um, a tremendous amount of respect and love from everybody here in the state that follows uh, Hornets basketball because that's the, that's how he represented himself. Amen. He wanted to be here. It's not it's not like he wanted to be somewhere else, somewhere somewhere else. It wasn't like he started the trade trade rumors. This right. guy wanted to be uh, with the Charlotte Hornets, and it was just unfor- it's unfortunate that we couldn't lock up a star. He's a star. Yeah. Um, a winner, uh, a competitor, plays hard every single night. Uh, you can count. Uh, you can count on Kimball. That's why guys uh, respect him. That's why Boston is so excited about having him. Yeah, they lose Kyrie Irving, but a lot of headaches come with Kyrie Irving. A lot of production and, 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 and Kyrie's production is productive too. But a lot of production and, and, and consistency and grit and fight is going to come from Kimball Walker, which I think is going to stabilize that team. Is going to allow other guys like Tatum and, and other players to be able to get off because Kimba doesn't mind sharing and he can put guys in good good position. So uh, I, that's what I hate that we're losing. And then and, and you're right, uh, he does get an opportunity to go to Boston and compete for yeah. something. And and I don't and, and is Charlotte is Charlotte committed to that? Um, and you, that's that's what we got to ask. Uh, and, and with the guy and letting Kimball walk out the door, the answer is there for us. Uh, so. I think the I think the Hornets will continue to start over uh, with what they have, uh, but I'm happy for for Kimba. So that's why I was coming from. I was just yeah. really happy for him, and I wanted to let him know that we as Carolinians uh, really appreciate uh, his 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 commitment to the community, 
his commitment to the court, his teammates, and the organization. I want to let him know we appreciated that, man. Yeah, and you know, a class dude, yo. Well put. And with that in mind, as Tory heads to the Pigskin Preview next Friday, think about how lucky we are. I mean, the Hornets are clearly down, and we are asking those fair questions about their commitment to win. But uh, the Hurricanes just had a great season in hockey. The Panthers are, you know, relevant way more often than they're not relevant. And the five featured speakers a week from now, I mean, David Cutcliffe's one of the greatest football coaches in Duke history. Mm -hmm. Uh, You mentioned Dave Doran's momentum and dominating the state. Mac Brown proved himself the first time in Chapel Hill, so the Heels get a fresh start. And Mike Houston has done amazing things at other schools. The new guy at ECU, Trey Oliver, gives NC Central a fresh start. Uh, that's a lot of fun stories that everybody gets to enjoy a week from today. Embassy Suites in Cary. Uh, Coach or Tori Holt, uh, you have you wear a lot of hats, but uh, yeah, I guess Coach is one of them. I can call you Coach Holt. Uh, sometimes you're wearing the construction hard hat, man. Sometimes you're you're all suited up for the NFL Network. Sometimes you're just cheering your daughters on. Uh, I admire how you do those things and many others. Thank you for the time, as always, on the David Glenn Show. I appreciate that, Dave. As always, man, go Pat. Right back at you. Big Game 81 is the Twitter handle. I think most of my statewide audience is old enough to remember him as a player. Like, seriously, if you want to admire him as a businessman, a charitable man, uh, a Wolfpack supporter, or in this case, a pigskin preview, broader college sports, Bill Dooley supporter, uh, I'm in favor of, you know, applauding him in all of those ways. Holt Brothers Incorporated is part of the fabric of our community, what he and Terrence do together charitably and business-wise and it's been cool to watch him you know wear the kind of that go pack label all the way through his status as an all-american for the pack in 1998 uh later this year into the college football hall of fame and a lot of the pro guys will tell you that he's on the short list for the pro football hall of fame in the longer run as well great to catch up with an extended visit with tory holt the NC State and St. Louis Rams legendary wide receiver on Twitter at BigGame81. Our only other guest is Stephanie Reddy. She joins us live in about 35 minutes. Why only two guests? Well, it's free-for-all Friday. That means more open phone lines than what you can get Monday through Thursday. Since we went statewide about a decade ago, one of the only big complaints we get regularly is, man, it's hard to get in by phone. We usually get a busy signal. Well, that's why we created Free For All Friday, or at least one of the reasons. You steer our ship as we're all halfway to Margaritaville on a Friday afternoon and looking forward to the weekend in sports and otherwise. It can be a question. It can be a comment. It can be a complaint. You can jump in on something where maybe the lines were jammed Monday through Thursday. Stephanie Reddy live in 35 minutes on all things basketball. Russell Westbrook has been shipped from Oklahoma City to Houston. Chris Paul is headed in the opposite direction, but the Thunder may not keep CP3. You can jump in with your question or comment. MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, the Wolfpack against the NCAA, the launch of the ACC network, the match between Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal is in the third set. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. They are tied at one set apiece as two of the greatest of all time go head-to-head in the Wimbledon semifinals. Novak Djokovic, one of the other greatest of all time in men's tennis, has already advanced, spoiler alert, to the championship match on Sunday at the All England Club. 1-800-849-2761. Stephanie ready later. More of your phone calls and my thoughts on the week that was and the weekend to come next on the David Glenn Show. 
Gary Player joining us. This morning I did 1,300 sit-ups and crunches. Wow. I pushed 300 pounds with my legs and I ran on the treadmill. You are one of the legends of golf and you've been an inspiration as a person as well. What a nice compliment and God bless America. You're listening to the David Glenn Show. Red Solo Cup, I fill you up, let's have a party. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Let's we are definitely halfway to Margaritaville now. I love you, Red Solo Little Red Solo Cup for you. We did earlier, half-jokingly, ask what should be the theme song, the backdrop to the upcoming college sports season. Now that ECU this morning joined State Carolina, UNC Charlotte, and most of the other public universities in our state in approving more wide-scale alcohol sales at college sporting events. Remember, for many years, that was prohibited by state law with only tiny exceptions for the rich people in the luxury boxes. Now, the men and women of the people are also allowed to imbibe, assuming that you are of legal age. The recommendations for that background music continue to roll in as we welcome your phone calls on actual sports, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball resumed its regular season last night. Everybody else is in action today, post All-Star break, about 70 games left in that regular season. Nadal and Federer are in their third set on the other side of the pond in the Wimbledon semifinals. The Kaniacs aren't sleeping on hockey, even though it's the offseason, now that the Carolina Hurricanes matter again. The Wolfpack has its hands full with an NCAA notice of allegations. The ACC network is almost here. The U.S. women's national team is still in the headlines. Did you know that posters of Megan Rapino in New York City were vandalized after the team's trip for that parade earlier this week? And they are investigating the case as a hate crime because of the slurs written on top of her photo, apparently in some New York City subways. Meanwhile, how's this for bad news? Allie Long of the U.S. Women's National Team had her hotel room broken into while she was at the ESPYs. So the U.S. Women's National Team is there collectively. You might have seen all of them up on stage. They accepted, you know, Alex Morgan got one individual award, but... They got the Team of the Year award, again, over the Patriots, the Raptors, Clemson football, Virginia basketball, the Red Sox, etc. And they're all up there uh, accepting that award together. I think Carly Lloyd did most of the talking. Megan Rapino joked that she had dropped an F-bomb on every other stage that she had been offered heading into the ESPYs in various celebration contexts, and she didn't want to drop one more on live TV, so she let Carly do most of the talking this time. Well, if you're going to break into somebody's hotel room, it might be, I guess, if you're a thief, logical to pick the hotel room if you know of somebody that you know is at the ESPYs. Allie Long, of course she's not in her room. She apparently lost both the key to the city that she was given by the New York City mayor she jokingly asked on Twitter, like, can I just get a duplicate at the hardware store? You know, can I get another key to the city? He said yes, by the way, no problem. But she also lost her wedding ring as her hotel room was broken into. That, of course, a little trickier to replace. 1-800-849-2761 if you'd like in on any aspect of the U.S. women's national team leftovers. Megan Rapino's theme, by the way, has been more love, less hate. And yet somehow some of her biggest critics are giving nothing but hate in return. Maybe that's part of her message. 1-800-849-2761. So the songs that continue to pour in involve some that I know and others that I do not. The Shots song. 
and Nathan Bernstein producing today for Darren. That would be the shot, 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 shots. All right, I didn't even think of that as a drinking song, but the shots would be like a shot of tequila, a shot of something else, and that is by the artist or the band LMFAO. A one-hit wonder, perhaps? I'm not even sure. I'll just take your word for that. Other ones pouring in after the George Thorogood, ACDC, Toby Keith, Alan Jackson, and Beastie Boys recommendations from earlier. Ever heard Drunken Lullabies by Flogging Molly? That is a drinking song that some of our listeners believe would be good background music. There is a Tear in My Beer by Hank Williams Sr., certainly worthy of consideration for some in our listening audience. Beer for Breakfast by The Replacements. That might be a little closer to my generation. You guys ever heard for that of that one? Beer for Breakfast by The Replacements. You've probably heard of The Replacements, maybe not that drinking song. Uh, all Night by Chance the Rapper. Swimming Pools by Kendrick Lamar. We're getting all sorts of nominees as we, as we paint what likely will be, at least in the building, It'll be the largest alcohol consumption ever in a college sports season here in North Carolina. Of course, previous, previously, plenty of that has been done in tailgating parking lots and otherwise. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. In an all-England club update, spoiler alert, Roger Federer dropped the second set, but is up 4-1 in the third set on Rafael Nadal. Again, the younger Nadal has had the better of this head-to-head matchup over the course of their careers, they have been two of the three best players in tennis for 15 years running, along with Novak Djokovic, who will be waiting in the Sunday championship match. Nadal has won 24 of the previous 39 matchups, meaning Federer took the other 15. The old guy, Roger Federer, closing in on being up two sets to one in that semifinal match on the other side of the pond. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program there. All right, one thing I promised on the U.S. women's national team, and then we'll get to your calls and then Stephanie Reddy on all things basketball with CP3 on the move via trade again and Russell Westbrook, now a member of the Houston Rockets. There are a lot of different ways to look at the NBA next season, by the way, after all of these moving parts and free agency and the draft, etc. I'm not sure I could come up with a better Five guys on the floor. Like some people say, well, who has the best dynamic duo? And part of the, you know, you know the answers. Well, Anthony Davis and LeBron would, of the Lakers would be one of the best answers. Since Kawhi talked Paul George into joining him with the Clippers, that's another possible answer. And I would argue that now that the Rockets have reunited James Harden and Russell Westbrook, it's funny to even think of that as a reunion. But remember, the two of them were together with Kevin Durant in Oklahoma City on some great teams that just never got to the top of the mountain. I would argue that Westbrook and Harden, right? I mean, who else has two of the top, let's say, 10 players in the world? I think the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Rockets all have three, uh, all have two each of the top 10 players in the world. That's a hell of a starting point. But a different way of asking the question would be, It's crunch time. It's late in the game. Maybe it's late in the game of a game seven of a playoff series. Who are the five best guys you could put out there? Now, I know it's not all about that, just like it's not all about your dynamic duo. I would argue that the Raptors needed at least eight guys that they trusted to win this most recent NBA title. So you got to be a little careful about how top-heavy you make your roster. But if you go down the dynamic duo road, remember, in modern times, 
for example, the Rockets are going to pay Russell Westbrook $38 million plus. They're going to pay James Harden $38 million plus. That means <laughs> not a whole lot of room left if you want to stay under the salary cap. That's almost impossible. But even if you want to stay under the luxury tax, it's pretty hard to build a good nucleus around or behind your two superstars. You're, you're at $77 million with two players. And that does not leave a lot of room. However, I think if you ask the five-guy question, who out there would beat Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Clint Capella? I've heard they may be moving him, but for now, he's a mid-20s quality big guy. Eric Gordon is still there. I trust him on the perimeter. P.J. Tucker of good old North, the state of North Carolina, and then the Texas Longhorns is still on that roster. He's been a clutch 3 and D guy at times. I trust all five of those dudes at the end of a game for the Rockets this coming season. Now, you could paint whatever picture for the Lakers, whatever picture for the Clippers. You know, the Warriors are still going to be dangerous when they're healthy uh, and even somewhat relevant even when they're not fully healthy with Klay Thompson being out for a longer term. But Austin Rivers is still with the Rockets, the former Duke star. Um, Gerald Green's another veteran who is still on that roster. Gary Clark is a younger guy who's still on that roster. I know those are only pieces, but... I was saying earlier this week that it was fun to see Chris Paul back relevant in terms of chasing a championship again. Well, I have to unplug that comment because Chris Paul is no longer a part of those Houston Rockets. Even had it been CP3 there, I think the Rockets would have been one of the top five teams in the NBA. Since it's Russell Westbrook instead of an aging CP3, that's what, a three- or four-year difference. Chris Paul is 34 years old. I think Russ is more like right at 30 years old. So you have more close to the prime guys in Westbrook and Harden, younger Capella, Eric Gordon's 30, P.J. Tucker's a little bit older, but, you know, Austin Rivers is a guy in his mid-20s. Gary Clark's a guy in his mid-20s. By the way, former Campbell star Chris Clemens is trying to make that Houston Rockets roster. We'll see how that shakes out. We don't even know if I can still be excited about Chris Paul's chances of crossing off his list, the only thing that's not already on his resume, and that is a championship in the college or pro context. He never got one at Wake. Some have never let him finish hearing about it. He has never gotten one at the NBA level. He has done everything else that there is to do as a professional basketball player, including help our country to Olympic gold medals, right? He's done everything you can do except win the title. He, he can't even get to the championship series. Now, I would argue that's in part because he's been on some mediocre to bad teams, in part because of some bad luck when the Warriors and the Rockets were going down to the wire, then the Rockets weren't healthy enough to maybe win that series. That was a closer call. Chris Paul at 34 years old, I can't imagine would be excited about staying with the rebuilding Oklahoma City Thunder. Remember the Thunder, you have to remember Paul George is gone now. Russell Westbrook is gone now. They have collected maybe the most amazing pile of first-round draft picks you'll ever see. It's, it's something like 11 first-rounders over the next six years. I mean, they're clearly in rebuilding mode. Do you, at 34 years old, want to risk perhaps one of your last chances to have a healthy season as a, you know, a not-quite-ancient player? Do you really want to risk that with a rebuilding franchise? Probably not. 
Some believe that CP3 is going to be moved one more time so that he can at least be a contender. Maybe the heat in the East, maybe somewhere else as he comes down the stretch of his career. He's, by the way, making a lot of money at this stage of his career. So even if he never gets that championship, he is going to be well compensated for his efforts. 1-800-849-2761. Speaking of basketball, Stephanie Reddy is going to join us live in about 20 minutes. Longtime broadcaster on for the Charlotte Hornets here in our backyard nowadays with the NBA on TNT and NBA TV. Stephanie Reddy live in about 20 minutes on all things hoops. The U.S. women's national team and equal pay. I will ask you to consider a series of facts before you run to either end of the extreme spectrum. Some believe the women should just, I guess, shut up and cook for them the way it comes out. You know, how dare you suggest that you should be treated more fairly as the most successful women's soccer team in the history of the world. I'm not so much for that attitude. I'm also not at the other extreme where some people are saying, well, wait a minute, you know, capitalism doesn't matter. Uh, you know, somehow, some way, if you win enough, you automatically get paid more. Folks, unless it's your money, I'm not sure how you can say that, right? Winning matters, and the U.S. Soccer Federation needs to respect its women's team more, given that for many years in a row now, they're actually bringing in more revenue than the men. There's an a longer explanation than that that complicates things, but their voice needs to be heard and should be heard, I think, if you're an open-minded person. I don't think either extreme is right. At one end, I hear people that I believe are just delusional about how business works. You know, would you like to be the guy? There's a mega millionaire based in Colorado who got tired of seeing women ignored in the sports world, and he threw mega millions of his own money at the launch of a pro soccer league in the United States for women. So what did all these people who are philosophically behind the women do? They didn't buy enough tickets. And the only reason that soccer league existed was because of this rich dude feeling bad in the circumstances. And you know what happened? They couldn't build a good enough economic model and the league went swirling down the drain. Like, what good is that? You can ignore economics as you make your argument for or against equal pay for women's soccer players, including the U.S. women's national team. There are just ridiculous arguments being made at either end of the spectrum. I'll give you some numbers to back up why I believe and, in fact, know that the truth lies somewhere in the middle. I will break that down, welcome your calls, and look forward to Stephanie Reddy on basketball in 15 minutes. We're glad you're with us on the David Glenn. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We are halfway to Margaritaville. I don't drink bourbon. I don't drink shots, but I do love beer. George Thurgood, bump music focus point today, given that some of our state universities are opening the, opening the door to wide-scale alcohol sales now that that is allowed by the North Carolina legislature. We'll take more song recommendations in that spirit throughout the rest of today's show. We look forward to Stephanie Reddy on basketball. You can be next at 1-800-849-2761. Stephanie joins us live in about 15 minutes. On the equal pay thing, I'll just give you a couple numbers and let you allow it to simmer, allow you to contemplate it, but also allow you to avoid 
the cult leaders and the partisan hacks that are trying to convince you of one extreme or another. And that's what they are. We have pathological liars in our government, which you should ignore entirely and, of course, never vote for. The next step down are people who will give you accurate information. They're not pathological liars, so I respect that part of the equation. But they'll give you only some accurate facts. Again, bonus points for being accurate. But they'll leave out the rest of the picture on purpose because they're more intent to keep you as a member of their flock and allow you to feel good about whatever their conclusion is than they are concerned about actually painting the big picture. A good journalist would tell you both the things that fit the conclusion that you want, but also the things that don't fit it. Like, that's what scientists do. They don't, they don't come up, they don't seek cures for cancer by saying, oh, this, this experiment's results are really good news, so we're going to remember those. These, oh, these other experiments didn't go so well. We're going to pretend they never happened. No one will ever cure anything if you take that intellectually dishonest cult leader, partisan hack approach to things, yes, even in the social genre or even in the equal pay genre. The extremists at one end of the spectrum are right about one thing, and you can't ignore it. The women at the World Cup already make a higher percentage of the revenue the Women's World Cup makes than the men make in terms of percentage, okay? Here's what I mean. 2018 Men's World Cup in Russia. There were $6 billion in revenues. The players got only 7% of that, okay? The women in France got a larger percentage of the proceeds. But they made only a hundred plus million dollars in revenue. The men made six billion in revenue. The women made one to two hundred million in revenue. That is like one, it's a small, small fraction of what the men produced in revenue. So the economic engine is so much bigger for the men that it justifies, at least in the spirit of capitalism, the higher money. The World Cup folks say, hey, the women make a higher percentage, and that should be evidence that we're at least trying. Lower revenue, but we're giving the players a higher percentage of that lower revenue in good faith. Please believe us. The extremists at the women should shut up end do have those facts correct. What they don't have correct is that the most recent Women's World Cup engaged one billion with a B people. The most recent Men's World Cup engaged three plus billion with a B. So again, it's still three times larger. But there is no way on God's green earth that any intellectually honest person will say, hey, the women have one third the viewers but they have only that tiny fraction of the revenue, something is rotten in the state of Denmark. FIFA needs to get behind the women more because if you had one-third the customers of somebody else, but you only had one one-hundredth the revenue, you'd get fired for not supporting those women. And that's the way it should be at FIFA, too. We're back after this on The David Glenn Show. Mike Lupica, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Sports used to be called the toy department, and I said, look at the political scene, and, and, and tell me that's any more real or, or more serious than what we see when people say, oh, stick to sports. Well, who passed that law? 
You're listening to The David Glenn Show.